Sports Now, a Phillies fan podcast. My name is Zach. I'm here with Andrew, as always. And now we are here. It is 2023, January. The 2022 season has ended. The first round wild card, excuse me, super wild card weekend has ended. And it is time for the divisional round of the playoffs. The Eagles' bye has come and gone. And now we sit. Ready to take on the New York Giants on Saturday, July twenty-first uh, at eight fifteen p.m. Andrew, my heart is beating non-stop. I am excited. I am nervous. I am thrilled. I am scared. But I'll tell you what: my fear and anxiety for this for the playoffs. It's it's not really rooted in this game. I'm a little nervous. You know, you come off of if you watched Super Wild Card Weekend, you're gonna have to tell me what the what the bleep it is up with the super. It's so silly. Anyway, Super Wild Card Weekend. Daniel Jones arguably looked like the best quarterback on the field, above Josh Allen, above no Patrick Mahomes didn't play, but above everyone else that weekend, Daniel Jones. Looked pretty freaking good. And it's it's a little nerve-wracking to say that. Uh, but for those of you who want to know, you, you didn't watch the games. You didn't listen to the radio. You're only listening to this podcast for update. Just so you're aware. The NFC divisional round consists of the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the New York Giants. At home, mind you, in the city of Philadelphia. We have Dallas going to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. On the AFC side, we have we have the rematch of the century, which is Buffalo Bills taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know where. And then we have the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. First of all, what do you think of what you think of Super Wild Card Weekend? How'd you how'd you like it? I had a great time. Yeah, first off, I mean, I'm with you. I don't know what's with the Super. It's not like the second round. It's the wild card weekend or right. something like that where you keep it. So, yeah, I don't understand why we have to throw like, what, the Super like, in front of it. Just keep the wild card and then the division round. So, no, I'm with you 100% there. Um, <laughs> as, far as, the game, as far as the game goes, though, I, I mean, really outside of the Cowboys game, all the games were as good as you could ask for. I, I get – yeah, like if you don't look – if you look at the box score – you might think the Seahawks 49ers was offside. It obviously ends 18 points. But the Seahawks are actually winning that game at halftime. So at least you had a half of really good football. I mean, the Cowboys just went out and dominated the Buccaneers. So that was really your only game that was like, okay, this is a blowout. And um, But uh, just an incredible run. I mean, how about the former uh, Eagles coach Doug Peterson um, going through all that and everything and finding a way to come back from 27 nothing and winning, winning that game 31-30? Like, that was that, remarkable. That was remarkable is right. And it was unbelievable. I actually – I was doing housework around the – I was doing housework at uh, at my place. And I remember halftime came. It was 27 nothing. And I was like, all right, I got I to gotta fix some things up in the bathroom, new furniture, all this stuff, plumbing, not fun for anyone who doesn't have a house, all these things. 
it's just been ongoing projects at my house. But I, I guarantee you'll have a good time if you want to come stay. Just let me know. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm like, it's halftime. It's 27 nothing. I'm like, the Jaguars are out. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do some housework in the bathroom. And I left the TV on. But like, you know, I, I was in another room on another floor. Couldn't really hear it. Yeah. Next thing I know, I go downstairs, and we're almost tied. And I'm like, what is happening? And I sat down to watch the rest of that game. But I was like, <laughs> I told Valerie, she walked by. I was like, oh, this was arguably the greatest game of football ever this year. Like, what what the heck just happened? <laughs> yeah, no, it was funny, too, because like, so I'm watching the game, and uh, it's Saturday night, so I have the, uh, the Sixers are on, too. They're playing the Jazz. And... You know, I had this. I was watching the Sixers on the laptop. I had the Jaguars game on the TV. So it's a blowout. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just throw the Jags on the laptop, switch over to the Sixers. At the time, they were a good game. Sixers end up going up by 20. The Jags are down 20, right? So I mean, I leave the Sixers on the TV. And then all of a sudden, the Sixers blow the 20 point lead. The Jaguars are coming back. Both games are in like the final two minutes, and it's one point games. And I'm like, well, what are the chances both games blew 20 point leads like that? And it was, it was just funny. It's it's sounds like Doug Peterson stole some Philly magic from the Sixers then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, no, did you see, uh, obviously, since you're a Penn State guy and they, you know, someone always finds it. He actually that fourth and one play where it looks like they lined up for the quarterback sneak. I don't know if you saw the video comparing it to the there was a Penn State play. Yeah. I think it was against Wisconsin. Uh, so he kind of he, he took that out of the uh, Penn State playbook. It looked like um, oh, that's amazing. I did not see that. And, you know, when he was here, we always saw those videos like, like of him taking it from, like, different teams, like, colleges and stuff. And, yeah, it was, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was funny. You know, somebody dug it up, and uh, there it was. They ran. It was the same formation and everything. I think the only difference was I think Penn State went to the left side instead of the right side. But, I mean, I, regardless, I mean, that, that fooled me. It's fourth and one. Season on the line. You think you're not going to do a risk play like that, and there they are going on the, the complete opposite side. Speaking of risk plays, I forget. Who, who did the fake – wasn't there a fake uh, field goal or punt or something in one of these games? Um, I don't. I'm trying to remember. I, I don't might be remember thinking this. of a different game. I don't know, but I. Uh, yeah, I, that, I mean, I still can't believe. Hey, hats off to Jacksonville. It, you know, you you can't really hate either team that's going to win that game. Jacksonville or Kansas City, you got. You got big old big red or whatever, <laughs> and uh, Andy Reid, or you've got Doug Dougie P, Doug Peterson, the Super Bowl winning champ of Philadelphia. So like, regardless of who wins that game, it it should be a fun game to watch, right? Which is the only other game on Saturday. Like Saturday this weekend is football day. Saturday is actually Sunday for us this weekend. Yeah, hey, no question, and it's cool too because you know they're good friends and everything. I mean, Doug Peterson was the backup here. Uh, when McNabb was here, when Andy Reid was coaching, so they knew each other then. Andy Reid gave uh, Doug Peterson one of his first coaching jobs as the quarterback coach of the Eagles yep. after Peterson retired. So, you know, they know each other pretty well. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun story. Um, it's it's going to be fun watching them go back and forth. Uh, hopefully, Jacksonville can get off to a better start because I don't think they're coming back from 27 down against a team like the Chiefs. So, it should totally. be all fun. And like you said, yeah, it's going to be – and honestly, like obviously the Eagles don't play on Sunday, but – they, there's two great games shaping up for Sunday as well. So um, you got the Cincinnati, I guess Cincinnati Bengals and Buffalo Bills, as you mentioned at the top of the show, and the Cowboys 49ers, which is a old school rivalry back from the nineties in those days. So it's, it's a fun weekend and, and a really good uh, setup here for the NFL. All right. So let's keep, let's, let's, uh, 
let's do some predictions. Let's talk some shop and uh, let's get into it. So let's let's just get into come on the the Philly Sports Podcast, right? Eagles, Giants, Saturday. Andrew, I I st- so so I'm nervous. I'm nervous, right? Like I, I'm nervous. First playoff game. You hate to lose. You hate to see it. All that things. But but in reality, I'm actually not nervous. Like I I think we're gonna win. And I I'm nervous because I'm always nervous. It's me. That's if you don't know me by now, I'm always nervous. But like I think we win this game. And statistically, as I sent in our group chat with our family, statistically, people say it's hard to beat a team three times. Hard to beat a team two times. But statistically, I think it's over 60% of the time a team that's won twice and then played them a third time once in the playoffs, they win that game. So we actually statistically are I, – I was I set myself up for the wrong phrase. I, I, I'm a little angry at myself right there. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the stats are in our favors. Boys and girls, the stats are in our favors that the Eagles beat the New York Giants a third time. Yeah, no question about it. And to your point is two of those happened in Super Wildcard Weekend. The 49ers have beaten the Seattle Seahawks twice, um, and then they go on and win by 18 points. And then the Cincinnati Bengals beat uh, beat the Baltimore Ravens twice in the regular season, and they go on to beat them uh, a third time. So, And do, do you really think the Eagles will be the only team that doesn't cover that? No, no, I really don't, too. And and here's the thing, too, statistically as well. And let's face it, the Eagles didn't really – I mean, obviously on paper they did. But the Eagles didn't really face the Giants twice. The Giants didn't play Daniel Jones. They didn't play Saquon Barkley. So for all those worried about the, oh, yeah, it's hard to beat a, a team th- three times, well, you're not really facing these guys the third time. You're really facing them a the second time. You're facing Barkley, Jones, the core of that team, a second time, not a third time. So obviously, again – yeah, you look at the schedule, you look at paper, yeah, it's going to be the third time of the year. But the main guys here, it's only the second time. And here's the thing, and it's, it's weird to say, I, again, we talked about it in the recap last week. The Eagles, the Eagles went and played a, a small playbook. They didn't go with the real playbook and all that. Uh, and I think that's going to be a big factor here as well. Um, obviously, the main guys played, but overall, it, it's still right there for, for basically a second time. Uh, my opinion here, if you want to really dive into it, like we will here uh, very shortly. Yeah, I, I and and I think the thing that holds out hope for me is that, like you said, they they didn't give out any big plays when we played them in week 18. Right. Like it was 17, 18, 18, 18. And uh, it, it's look, Sirianni is is a damn good coach. I think we, we've established Sirianni is a damn good coach, but. He he knew what he was doing is, I think, the best way to put it. I think I trust that. I think I trust what Andrew said. I think I trust that Sirianni knew not to uh, knew not to show his cards yet. And that being said, and I, I you know, I'm not a wizard for saying this, but I really do think it's all going to come down to Jalen Hurts. Is he 100 percent to play? Did he hold back in that last game? I mean, yeah, we won. They did it enough. But like, is is Hurts really pain? And, you know, I don't have an answer. I don't think, Andrew, I don't think you have an answer. I think it's, I I just hope that he's kind of just 
he's it, it's a little sore, you know, something like that. I, I, you don't know, I don't know, but I do think he's kind of he's kind of the glue that holds this group together to get through the playoffs. I, I don't look. I love Minshew, and I. I, you know, I, I still that Dallas game, man, he had it. That wasn't that yeah. wasn't on him. That was the defense. That was the worst game the defense had all year. And that was maybe like the best game he could have had. Do I think Minchu like could pull off some kind of crazy foul stuff? Absolutely. I just don't think it happens, though. I just don't think it happens. No, I, I agree. You need hurts uh, without question. Um, one thing, though. The, the injury I want to see, I got more faith in Hurts. I, I think we saw a lot of good videos of him starting to throw the ball, not really showing any signs of, like, grimacing or anything. And I know they came out and said he was in a lot of pain. But I also wonder how much was that smoke screen to, to try to, see, to think that make the Giants think, oh, he's in a little more pain than he actually is. Um, and, and I get it. No one was in doubt that he's going to play. But, it, like, if he was in that much pain, I'm, like, he was taking off the injury report today. Uh, so if he was really in that much pain from that game, I, I'd be surprised he wouldn't like still be on the injury report there. Like, so like they like that means he's pretty close to healthy for him to be removed there uh, without that on the injury report. So I think that's a really, really good sign. So the injury I'm actually going to turn to, which scares me a little bit more, is Lane Johnson. Um, yeah, I knew you were going to go Lane. He he's obviously been a big force on that right side. He's I uh, broke the record this year for the, the most amount of games in a row without allowing a sack um, in like that spot. So if he, because his is a core, I mean, he's his is a core muscle, I think they said, or, or somewhere along those lines. And I mean, you're thinking about it, you're a big guy like that moving the way he does. You need full strength, especially when you're going up against 300-pound guys on the opposite side. So uh, I'm curious. Obviously, he's going to give it a go and everything, but I am a little concerned if he goes out there, tries to give it a go, and let's say two series in, and, and he can't keep going, and, and now you're turning into a guy, uh, and you turn to your line depth. So I, yeah. I'm really curious where he comes from, and that's the one. Because um, I, I got more faith in Hurts being healthy right now than Johnson, so I, I'm curious where he's at. I, I know, so he, <laughs> if anyone doesn't watch it, I know Lane Johnson went on the uh, Pat McAfee show, and he said he's for sure playing. Like, he he said it. He he's recovered enough that he is going to play in the playoffs. And uh, that's great. To your point, though, Andrew, he he also has mentioned several times. Uh, it, it, I forget if it's actually a hernia, but it sounds like whatever the injury is is very similar, if not a hernia. And if you've never had a hernia, it's it's a son of a bitch, and it hurts like hell. And to tell me that he's gonna play through a hernia or something similar to, like, just to, to your point, he's not a hundred percent. Like, that's for sure not 100%. Well, and what's crazy in itself, too, is, I mean, everything I've heard, I I know I'm not a doctor. I know at least about that stuff. But for everything I'm hearing is they're saying this this injury doesn't heal on its own, and he's delaying surgery. No, to, he needs surgery, yeah, for sure. So like, it's just not it's not critical, that's all. Yeah, so it's not he's not going to be 100% until after the season. And I get it, most football guys, players aren't by this late in the year. But, like, still, he, he's not going to be 100% until after he gets that surgery. So, again, hopefully he's able to go out and get the job done and everything. And, um, yeah, and that that's where I'm at with that. Uh, outside of that, I think I turned to another big key. Uh, and this is kind of going off how bad the Vikings defense played and how laid back and how much they allowed Daniel Jones to run, which you don't see Daniel Jones running that much. And it's a guy I've defended for a while. 
uh, as you know, in Jonathan Gannon, because he likes to play that kind of um, off off uh, man uh, defense a little bit there. And, and I, that's something he's got to adjust to this week. And I want to see him be more aggressive out of the gate and uh, stop some of those runs and short passes that the Giants like to do. Or if he stays relaxed, you're going to have a tough first half. And you'll see those second half adjustments like usual, which he's good at. But I want to see him kind of start out with that game plan here and try to get out to a nice early lead. I mean, Andrew, we've talked about it on the podcast. You know me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge football guy. But that being said, I'm not, I'm not like football smart, right? Like I'm not, I'm not some, uh, I don't have a football IQ or whatever they call it, right? If I, but if I did, I would tell you as precisely as possible because the Giants have arguably the greatest running back in the league right now. They are for sure. I, I, if I could bet this in some way, I would put a thousand dollars on it. The Giants will for sure follow the Washington Redskins first. Now I said the right thing. Yeah. The Washington Commanders first game when they got us our first loss of the season because Gannon was so unprepared for the run at that point. And I, I just, I think it's been long enough since that game that I think we see similar maneuvers, similar play calling. However, however the IQ works, guys, I think that's what the New York Giants are going to base their strategy on. And that scares me. I mean, when you have it with Saquon Barkley, that scares me. Yeah, I think the really um, good thing about that is after that game, you had a GM in Howie Rosen. I was like, okay, I see our weakness. And he went out and signed two uh, big, bigger free agents, uh, defensive tackles. And they've clearly made a difference, uh, not only in the run game, but how about the, the depth it shows. And now instead of having Fletcher Cox play every play, he's able to go on a nice uh, rotation. And you've seen his game only step up. Uh, since they got him. So I, I think that's that's what keeps me confidence in that you're going to be able to, to adjust there and keep it different than that Washington game it is bringing in those extra guys. And I think you've seen it in the rotations and how much more Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, uh, especially in those two, since they're on the older side, have really elevated their game, getting uh, a couple less reps just because they're able to be more, more uh, flourished and are ready to go there. Yeah, I, I, I hope you're right. I hope that that's enough to, to get us through. Um, and like I said, I do I think we win. I just don't think it's going to be a blow. Let's go into Zach's betting corner, his favorite thing to talk <laughs> about that he is no, no warrant to talk about. But let's go into the betting corner, right? The spread is seven and a half. I'll tell you right now, I think the Giants cover the spread. Plus seven and a half. I, I don't think we win by more than a touchdown. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Eagles are going to do what the Eagles have done all season, which is get the lead and hold on to it. I, I don't think the Giants ever get the lead. I really don't. But I think they keep it close. I think that's I think this is going to be an offensive game, which is why I'm telling you to take that over 48 people. It's not even 48 and a half. It's 48. I, I don't know how the over is 48. I think I think this game is going to rack up points. And that's what scares me because if you slip up once, you know, I could be wrong and then the lead switches. I, I think it's going to be that close a game the entire game. I think it's going to be a very good game. and uh, But when it comes down to it, I think the Eagles win by, I don't know, somewhere between three and five points. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think you're going to have a really close back and forth 
uh, first half. I, I think it's going to be a really good game that way. Um, I, I think in the end, I think the Eagles will will slightly cover. I, I truly believe that. I think it's going to, again, you're going to have a, a six, seven-point game coming down to the wire. Um, the Eagles have possession of the ball, and they kick one of those field goals or, or get a touchdown to kind of put the game out of the reach, uh, reach that way. So I do think the Eagles cover overall. I think the Eagles win by nine, ten points there. And I think uh, if you want to stay on those lines, the uh, the lock of the the, the lock of the weekend is the Boston Scott touchdown, right, against the Giants? Is not oh, like automatic. Uh, dude, 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 <laughs> two. You got to go two plus touchdowns for that guy. It's remarkable. <laughs> All he does Actually, I'm gonna that. I'm gonna pull it up. I, I I'm curious. So for for again for anyone not aware, when you what most times a touchdown scorer is a plus positive. Uh, a plus positive ratio. Very few times when it when a player is just so known for getting touchdowns, it'll go into minus for touchdowns, which is just absurd because you're trying to predict one touchdown. And Jalen Hurts is, I think, the only Eagles player for the second half of the season that ever had a minus touchdown because I don't know, he he got at least every other game he scored a touchdown, right, Andrew? I yeah. I okay, so touchdowns. Oh, here we go. Touchdowns. So Wow. Boston Scott touchdown score is plus 360. I think yeah. I got to take that. That's absurd. It's, it, I think it's because of how... how Boston Scott crazy. has scored a touchdown against the New York Giants like twice a game for like five years. That's an exaggeration, but like that's what <laughs> it feels like. Well, I know you're not wrong. I, I think here where they're coming from and they're going to be careful with it is we got to remember now you're in the playoffs and he's technically the third string back. I mean, if you're going depth chart, he's behind Sanders and uh, Kenneth Gainwell. So I think uh, that tells me they're expecting the Eagles to kind of condense the, uh, the uh, spread out play Kong there. And they, um, and they're expecting Scott not to get that much. Again, I'm with you, and I brought it up, obviously. And I, I think they'll use him, of course, and especially against the Giants, who he's had plenty of success against. Um, and they'd be crazy not to. But I think that must be where they're coming from, is in a playoff do-or-die game, they're expecting the Eagles to kind of shrink that uh, play calling to the, the spread out there. First, I did not know he was third string, technically. That feels wild. But second... Uh, I'll put ten dollars on Boston Scott touchdown right now, and you guys can tell me how that goes next week. Because, I, I mean, holy cow, that's insane. He's Boston Scott people. Boston Scott every day for the Giants. When when we're playing the Giants specifically is the is the key. I'm sorry for your eardrums right there. Um, yes, I agree. Now the thing I want to talk to you about, Andrew, we'll talk about it a little bit with Dallas, but not quite as much here. How much does momentum impact this game? The Giants victory. If I'm am I on the right team? No, wrong team. The Giants' victory is, I believe, their first win in a decade, over a decade in the playoffs. Uh, are they are they coming in as hot as possible? No, uh, that that seems to be the trend, and everyone thinks they're coming in as hot as possible um, so far, and. It, Everyone keeps talking about how the Giants are one of the hotter teams in the NFL right now and coming into this game. Um, obviously, yeah, they have a little bit more momentum than the Eagles as they already won a playoff game while the Eagles obviously had last week off. 
But, I mean, you look at their schedule uh, or what they did in the regular season. They were really hot to start the year, uh, and then they cooled down. They lost two straight to the Lions. Then they tied the Commanders. Uh, then they went in, and obviously the Eagles blew them out, and they came back and beat the Commanders before uh, dropping two of their last three to end the season against the Vikings and Eagles and, and beating a bad Colts team. So that they finished about 3-5 and five there – or excuse me, 3-5-1 and one in their last nine games uh, in the regular season before that playoff win. So – I think that it's kind of being overblown the momentum that the Giants have just because they were able to play last week and the Eagles weren't. If this was hypothetically, say, the Giants-Cowboys and both were coming off a playoff win, I don't think you'd hear as much hype about how hot this Giants team is personally. But I'll kind of be devil's advocates here there because, and I know, obviously, Jalen Hurts, but, like, you know, we also had a two-game losing streak at the end of the season we have Hurts come in and kind of wobble us to victory in week 18. And then we do have a bye. And and look, the bye is going to help us physically, but does it help us momentumly? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think it helps us momentumly, but I just don't. I feel like we're not the ones being talked about about having all this momentum. We're being talked about as the team that had the injuries down the year. Um, this bye is coming at the perfect time for the Eagles because they're able to get healthy um, and all that. So I think. I'm just, yeah, I'm just I think the national point about how hot this Giants team is is where it's overblown. Again, I, I do think they pick up some momentum there with uh, the for, like you said uh, here a few minutes ago with it being their first playoff win in a, in a very long time uh, that this Giants team was able to come back and get that win uh, against a, a solid Vikings team. But again, I just don't think it's as high out to be as people make it out to be. Now. Okay. Well, I mean, I, that, that's good. I'm glad you think so. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, you know, first win in a playoff game in over a decade is, is a lot. And, you know, now this team is a completely different team at this point, but we did win a Super Bowl recently. And that's what we, we talked about before. If you go up against a team that hasn't won a Super Bowl, like that's, that's, they're the ones that you feel like are the hungry underdogs. And, and I, I just get a little worried that the Giants are kind of hungry underdogs here. Um, but again, I, I'm not worried enough to think that they win. I really don't. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's all us. I think we got this, uh, Boston Scott, two touchdowns plus 3,500. Yes, please. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Andrew. Well, hold on. Jeez. Oh, let me tell you real quick. Do you still have it up? Because yes. you said that was for one. So wait, what's his two touchdown one at? No, 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 no. no. The two touchdowns is plus 3,500. Oh, uh, okay. I thought there's that one. Okay, okay. No, one is three twenty. I think it's uh okay. it's uh it's in it's in the favors. Um, now I can't imagine what if I parlay that with an Eagles win. Oof, let's go, baby, go birds. Um, <laughs> Andrew, uh, I don't know. I guess score prediction. I don't. I don't. I, let me let me think real quick. But yeah, give me a score prediction. Yeah, again, I think it's going to be, as we just talked about, back and forth for the majority of the game uh, there in the first half. And then I think the Eagles kind of get one of those late scores to make a, a two-possession game and, and cover that backdoor, uh, get the backdoor cover. I think the Eagles win this one 34-24. 34-24. Okay, okay. I'm actually, I had my prediction and now I'm kind of back calculating to see if it covers the over like I said it would, because now I'm like, oh, did I just tell myself it's <laughs> not going to cover the over? Um, no, it would very much cover the over. Well, Go birds. Uh, I, was, I, I think. I cleared the over there with 58. So. Yeah, you, you crushed it. You're like, no, get out of here. 
yes, I'm going to go with that. I think the Eagles win. I like I said, I think Giants cover, and I think that score is 28-24. I think I think it's four point lead. So I think we're close. Uh, I think you give them a little more space and obviously a little more points. But yeah, I, I would vote. I, I think it's going to be a little closer and maybe a slightly lower than what you think, but high scoring for sure. I think I think each touch each team's going to touch touch down it up maybe. Uh, but yeah, go birds. But regardless, it, we're both getting bird wins. We're both getting some NFC championship merch. No, just kidding. I'm. I don't. I don't. I don't cool. think we can get anything until they win. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, I just saw the NFL championship merch become the next game. <laughs> well, I, I guess I meant that they were invited to that because they're oh, definitely okay. going to have merch being like, "Oh, going to the NFC championship. Yeah. Let's go!" Um, at forty dollars a pop, I'm waiting till they win the championship. Forty dollars, my bum. See, anyway. I usually do that. I usually do that, but I mean, to me, as it's not maybe as much of an underdog story as the Phillies, no one expected this good. So I think I'd have to go out and splurge for a season like this. Um, Be interesting. I don't, I don't know, but in my opinion, then you have to add the division shirt that you haven't gotten. Well, who, who says I didn't change my? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how many times I put it in my cart, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Yeah, no, at I've the been, least, I'm going to get free shipping with the next thing, right? Like I, I've been close multiple times of hitting the purchase, uh, but every time so far, I've uh, exited out before hitting that button. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty funny. I yeah. So, okay, let's go to. So, are you good? Anything else on the birds, boy? No, I'm really excited. I, I, every day I wake up, and I'm just like, man, one day closer to Saturday. Why isn't it Saturday yet? So oh, I couldn't I be more excited. And I think it's partially just how good Philly teams have been. You had the Phillies run. You got the Flyers playing pretty well right now. And then, obviously, the Sixers have turned it around. So I'm just excited. It's a, it's a fun time right now in Philly. I agree. I, I'm very excited. I I, I, I agree. I, I, I wake up. I think I've worn an Eagles shirt every day this week. And uh, – I'm just I'm just looking forward to it. I I really am, and hoping I go to sleep happy Saturday because because Sunday you know I'm not putting on the TV if we lose. Like I'm I'm not touching football if we lose Saturday night. That's for sure. But let's talk about those other games real quick. And uh, we already mentioned it Saturday. I was gonna say morning earlier Saturday at 4:30. Jacksonville taking on Kansas City. Uh, I mean. Look, we joked last time, Andrew, I don't know if you remember this. We joked last time we said, we said, uh, Miami, thanks for showing up, right? Because we were like, that was going to be a blowout. Wasn't, by the way. Miami <laughs> could have won that game, which is just amazing. But uh, everyone very much predicting this is, this is going to be a blowout. Jacksonville going to get blown out of the water by Kansas City. So it's a, it's a thank you, Jacksonville, for showing up. Do you agree, Andrew? Yeah, I really want I really want Jacksonville to find a way to do it just like they did. Uh, find a way to string together that many wins to win that division and then obviously coming back. But I just think the Chiefs are too much. I think Mahomes is too much there in the end. I think Andy Reid's too much. Um, and uh, I got the Chiefs winning by 10 as well, just like the uh, Eagles. Uh, I'll say uh, 31-21. I'm going Jacksonville, baby. I'm throwing that underdog up. I I – I think I think they win, and Doug Peterson, greatest head coach of all time, until Sirianni wins us the Super Bowl. Like, like if he can beat Kansas City, 
hot diggity darn. Like that is that would be amazing. I, I'm I'm gonna say what what do I, what am I putting? I'm not, I'm not putting anything on the line. It's it's our podcast. I'm saying Jacksonville right now. I I that's that that's gonna yeah, but, be the upset of the weekend. Now you was, Sunday. Sorry, Greg. No no no. What's up? I would say, you know what the crazy part about that, too, is because um, everyone always tries to find comparisons, and I, obviously the Patriots aren't in it. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, the year we won the Super Bowl, actually made the AFC Championship and lost to the Patriots. So uh, if that does happen, there's another comparison. <laughs> oh, my God, that's crazy. I uh, the, the, this, the, the matchups this weekend, and, and, I mean, the next one is Bengals-Bills. Do, do you think the Bills come out on top here? I I... I don't know. I I might say Bengals upset here. I might upset City this weekend, but then that scares me because the Eagles would be not the under. I don't. I don't know. I I I think the Bengals could win. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, I I would rather see Buffalo win. I think everything obviously that happened. I think it'd be a cool cool story for them to continue to win and get there. But um, in the end, uh, there's something. I'm with you. There's something about Cincinnati. I just think they're going to find out. And they went to the Super Bowl last year and, and obviously didn't win. But there's something about them. They got the experience now. Uh, I think they might find a way to get it done. Uh, I think this is going to be one of the best games of the weekend, if not the best in terms of scoring and all that and back and forth. I don't know. I, this is the hardest game for me to pick. And um, I say that, too, because I really want to feel – I really want Eagles-Bills because I just think the fan base is going at it. It would be fun. Uh, obviously, two of the known – tailgating spot so i don't know i I really want to say bills but i'm gonna lean cincinnati in a close 27 24 win i i think the thing that scares me about the bills winning this and that's why i think i'm choosing the cincinnati over the buffalo because of this if the bills get past cincinnati they get over that hump i i they're definitely gonna go to the super bowl and that scares me to be honest and I don't disagree. I just think at this point, no matter who makes it outside, maybe Jacksonville, I think you're sitting there kind of scared either way or nervous. I mean, you look at the the quarterbacks left there. I mean, obviously, if you face the Chiefs, you're going against Mahomes. You're going against the Bills. You're going against Allen. And then the Bengals, even Josh Allen, I think you're favored against them. But, I mean, they're no easy task, obviously, again, with them going last year, too. So, I think when you're this far out, it doesn't really matter. Um in terms of that, because I just think, at least in my opinion, I'm just afraid of everybody at that point. Sure, sure, sure. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I, I just think, I think that in reality, I think both of these teams are the hungriest for a Super Bowl, both Cincinnati and Buffalo. And, and I don't know why, but I, I'm less scared of Cincinnati than I am of Buffalo. So I think that's why I secretly want Cincinnati to win. Yeah, I, I will agree with you there. I would be more afraid of Buffalo than Cincinnati. Absolutely. Now, the last game, which I will for sure only watch if we win, because otherwise, why would I care? <laughs> but the last game of the weekend, Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers. I think Dallas is going to win. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm with you. I, I think it's going to be another good game. Uh, I think uh, you, you love the underdog story and everything, and both teams can pull that card a little bit. 49ers down to the third-string quarterback, and he, who's, he's a rookie who was literally drafted the last pick of the 2022 NFL draft, and he's able to keep winning, finding ways to win games. 
obviously of the Dallas story haven't won a lot in a while. And uh, a lot of people are counting both, uh, Dallas out uh, just because of how stacked that 49ers team is. Uh, but I, I think Dallas goes in and, and finds a way to win this game. I think it's kind of one of those stories, too, where it's just shaping out to be, obviously, hopefully the Eagles. But regardless if it's the Eagles or Giants, it's just shaping up for that big NFC East showdown in the NFC Championship game after being made fun of for the worst division so many times. You got to laugh at that. We went from the e- we went from the least to the beast. And but again, I'm going to say. See, this is the difference, right? In the last game, I said the Bengals and I'm like, I secretly hope it's them because I'm scared of the Bills. I, I think Dallas wins, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'm scared of Dallas in the championship. I, I I think if San Francisco beats Dallas, we're 100% going to the Super Bowl. Hundred, Like, not even a doubt in my mind. I think we can beat San Francisco way easier. And I, I Dallas scares me, man. Dallas scares me. I forget. Were you on my side? Um, when we were previewing the playoffs, was Dallas your most afraid team in the NFC, or did you pick San Francisco? I want to say I went back and forth, but uh, but okay. I do think we ended. Teams. I I think I ended on Dallas. I think we okay. both agreed Dallas was the most feared, was our was our biggest problem to face in the NFC, and uh, I think everything goes into it, man. The rivalry, the the year we've both had teams wise, like I I think. Dallas is not a team I want to see in the championship. I, I hate, and it's so funny too, like I hate that team, man. Dak Prescott is such a scumbag. Ezekiel Elliott is such a scumbag. And you know what? The Dallas Cowboys fan base are such scumbags. I want nothing to do with any of them. But God, yeah, dang I, it, they got it going right now. And I think it's, uh, I don't know, the, it would also just make me nervous, too, on, on top of outside, like, you know, paper-wise on how close the even, in my opinion, these two teams are. It's just the storylines of, you know, neither, they beat us with our backup. We beat them with our backup. So this will be the true starter versus starter showdown. Um, you know. You know, I was thinking about that, dude. I was thinking about that because I uh... – I was watching a video. This is this is nothing to do with sports. I was watching a video based off of uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. The old Michael Keaton Batman, Batman 1989, Batman 89 is what people call it. Um, and in that movie, it, the villain, the villain is the Joker for anyone. It, the Joker played by Jack Nicholson and Batman played by Michael Keaton. And in that movie, Batman and Joker meet three times. However, the first time they meet, it's Batman and joker's secret identity jack something or another the second time they meet it's bruce wayne and the joker it's not until that third confrontation that the joker actually fights the batman and it's kind of a cool like cinematic thing why do i bring this up exactly what andrew just said the first time we met no dak prescott the second time we met no Jalen Hurts. Do we meet in the championship head-to-head with our starting quarterbacks for the first time? I think so, and it's it's a collision for the ages. And I would just be, again, outside of paper, I would just be terrified because, you know, obviously the running joke is how long it's been for the Cowboys in the Super Bowl and everything. And, like, how much of a stab in the heart would that be for the team that lets them back in there? Like, that, that just terrifies me. Even the thought of that happening just scares me more than anything. Yeah, I, I I hate it, to be honest, dude. I hate – it's so funny. Like, it's – it's the NFC East being three-fourths of the NFC yeah. right now 
is not a good thing, in my opinion. Like, I, I, I don't know if anyone ever, like, like, I hear people who cheer for teams, like, in college college football. Like, I'll hear people cheer for teams in their division that are, like, in Drives the playoffs or whatever. I'm like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like, I am not, under any circumstances, cheering for Michigan or Ohio State. Why would I do that? Why would yeah. I want them to succeed? Oh, representation of your division. No. No, I don't want to see them have fun. Absolutely not. And that's what, like, right now, the fact that it's it's almost entirely our division, it's it's – it's it's not a good thing in my opinion, and I I don't like it. Yeah, I'm with you 100. I was like me this year, you know. Obviously, I I went to Oklahoma State and, and TCU made the championship against Georgia. Everyone's like, oh, we want TCU to make the Big 12 look good. I'm like, I could care less. The Big 12 is gonna look how it is no matter what. The team made the championship. Like, I don't want them to win. <laughs> and they did not. Yeah, no, yeah, no, they probably ended up making the Big 12 look worse yeah. with how bad that game was, but yes, yes, <laughs> they probably did. Um, but yeah, and then, so that wraps it up for the NFL this weekend. Uh, I, I, I don't think I have much anything else. Let's, let's real quick. I, I mean, I think we'll get going here soon enough, but uh, I mean, y- y- you said Flyers are above 500 technically because of uh, ties in yeah. the NHL and. And the Sixers are looking better. They just beat. I want to say I just saw them beat the Lakers, right? Like, although the Lakers yeah, we, aren't really good anymore. Let's be honest. Come on, what's going on? Hold up. We we went out. Uh, we're currently on. Or also, the Sixers are currently on the West Coast. Uh, we're three and zero on that West Coast trip. A, a big win against the Utah Jazz, and then we swept the LA teams. So no, a, a tremendous uh, showing for the Sixers right now. You get Maxi back. You're starting to get healthy, and I love. Absolutely love what Doc Rivers did, and that's uh, he's got Max coming off the bench. Uh, listen, I love Maxie and everything, but right now with the way this roster is constructed, you needed some bench help, and, and Max is a guy that's willing to accept what's best for the team this year. Obviously, you'll probably address that in the offseason and get back in that starting lineup, but right now what's best for this team is for him to come off the bench and give them a spark, and that's exactly what he's done. Uh, you look at that Clippers game last night, he comes off the bench, and he, and he scores. He still scores 24 points. And obviously, Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid, so I don't need to go much on that one. But, uh, no, I'm loving where the Sixers team's at right now. I, I agree. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, it's, uh, I, I'm excited to get committed to the Sixers once the Eagles are over. <laughs> hopefully, it's still, hopefully, it's still a few weeks away. <laughs> hopefully. Um, Andrew. Uh, I, I look, I, I, I think I've said it here before. Haven't watched a single game of the Flyers yet this season. Uh, you got anything on the Flyers for Flyers? I, I think it's, it's like I said, we're above 500 technically. So anything other than that, that you can say. Yeah. Um, anyone who knows me, I'm a big Twitter user. So I like browsing that and everything. And listen, I know a lot of people thought, okay, this team's going to be bad. Let's go tank, uh, for one of the, the big time draftees coming in. And obviously, that's not what this team's doing. Um, and I think that was thrown out of the window when you hired an aggressive coach in John Tortorella. And um, I think he, he's doing what he's doing. And he, he knows how to get the most out of his teams. And, yes, you got into a little hiccup at the start of the year. And it, obviously, you're one of the worst teams. But you're starting to play pretty good hockey right now. He's got this group buying in. You already have a lot of young guys. And now you've gone out and won uh, seven of your last nine games. And listen, I know it sounds crazy to say again because of where the season started, but you put yourself in a playoff position, uh, not not in a playoff position yet, but you put yourself in the playoff race 
as you sit uh, only um, you're four points back coming into today, um, which is two games with you still got 39 games left. So th- this team will, will fight. And I think it just shows where the I mean, again, where this team could be at here, uh, even with some upcoming guys here from the last few years when, when you missed the playoffs. So I'm actually excited for, for where the future's at with this team. And you got to love the coaching and, and where he's got this team playing at right now. Um, and I get it. It's not what we thought in terms of maybe tanking for a top two or three pick, but you got to be excited uh, again because you already have a lot of young guys. So he's got the he's got the most coming out of him right now. You got two good goalie setups that are really starting to play well, and that that's the recipe for success. Uh, unfortunately, uh, maybe it's a little too late in the year. You might just miss the playoffs again. But I'm excited, uh, especially for next year. Uh, but the, also to see where the season ends up. You make it sound like next year could be a good run, and I, I think that's interesting considering how bad we've looked in the recent years. Yeah, I really think it could be. If you go out in the offseason and do some good things, I think next year could set up to be um, a very solid year. And I think the biggest question mark, and he's given us no reason to fully buy into him yet, and that's the GM. And will he go out and get some of those key guys and make some key moves? Uh, and Chuck Fletcher, uh, we'll see what he's able to do. But he's honestly the biggest question mark, uh, in my opinion, right now going into next year. Is he's just given us no reason to believe. But he hired this uh, coach, and he's got the team, again, playing the best and, and getting the most out of him. So you have the coach there. You really do. I truly believe that. It's more can the GM get the job done now. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for us for here at Philly Sports Now, a Philly fan podcast. You can find us on Twitter. Our Twitter handles are in the description Thank you so much for listening. Andrew, anything to say before we go? Go Birds!